Welcome to another edition of Food, Faith, and Feelings, where we walk with you on your journey to wholeness. Our host is Dr. Jeannie Burnett, licensed clinical psychologist and certified eating disorder therapist. Join her and her host, Carlos Houston, as they discuss the relationship between your food, your faith, and your feelings. Food, faith, and feelings. Walking on your journey to wholeness. Yes, we want to walk with you. Say that three times real fast. Hmm. This week, we are talking again about hashtag practice respect. But this time, we're focusing on your relationship with others. Last time, we we spoke about uh, the relationship with yourself. This time, it's about interacting with others, especially if they are different. So what I'd like to do, because my uh, co-host, Mr. Carlos Houston, is so amazing at doing his spoken word. I used to call it a rap, but he Mm. corrected me. It is not a rap. It is spoken word. So he is going to give, he's going to provide us with one of his pieces. So take it away, Mr. Carlos. Thank you, ma'am. Realize that real ties don't need the everyday disguise and slew of social lies to keep those ties alive. Do you understand what I just said? You see, the most connections are dead because they were never truly wed. Relationship is the bread and butter of any connection between you and another. Whether business, personal, or lover, you can't speak on how much someone means when the things that mean something to them is little more than a whim to you. Not saying you don't have a connection, but the question is, is it true? Will it stand the test of time and will you stand beside them when everything else is on the line? Does the daily grind create a wedge or is your connection just fine even when you're on the edge? And when you're ready to jump, are they willing to pull you off the ledge? Do you have to beg for attention or beg for them to leave you alone? Have you ever been an honorable mention when they're talking to their moms on the phone? When they call, do you automatically change your tone for the better? Have you ever written them a handwritten letter or told your boys how you met her? Do you think about him when you're giving thanks for life's gifts? Is she a part of all your what ifs? I've heard myths of true connection, powerful relationships with or without affection where everyone sees everyone as a blessing. But let the media tell it that's as unreal as the Jetsons. I guess it is what you make it, but I'm just guessing. Boom. (laughs) Thank you. Relationships. I mean, anytime you talk about respect, um, of other people, you're talking about a relationship and it doesn't and always have to be that in depth, deep. I've known her for 20 years. It could be the guy that works at the front desk that you pass every morning on your way to work. That's a relationship there. You have a relationship with one another. You see him, maybe you hand him something or he tells you, you had a phone call or whatever it may be. And how we respect one another goes a long way with our self-respect and our outlook on life in general. Right. Yeah, one of the things I like to say, and I said it last time, is what comes out of you is a reflection of what is in you. Correct. And and one of the one of the key pieces that I want to talk about today is that it's hard to res- it's number one, it's hard to respect yourself if you haven't worked through some of your stuff. Right. Number two, it's hard sometimes harder to respect someone else because of what they are doing. There are so many people out there that get affected and reactive to someone who 
number one, doesn't respect him or herself. And therefore, they're going to have a hard time respecting you. And so if I react to somebody who doesn't respect themselves and therefore doesn't respect me, then who's really in charge? How old are we anyway? Right. Right. And so. Again, what comes out of you is a reflection of what's in you and what is comes out of them is a reflection of what's in them mm-hmm. and creating that boundary between myself and the rest of the world and others in the world is it's a very difficult, strange concept because not very many families talk about it. But I think a lot, it, it a lot of the time it boils down to responsibility, take responsibility for yourself mm-hmm. and what you say and what you do. Right. Something that we, we all have said before, well, he made me do it. Whether we were you make 10 me years mad. old when we said it or we were 40 years old when we said it, uh, he made me do it or he made me mad or, or the way you said that. And ultimately what we're basically saying is this is how we received it and this Correct. is what we chose to do mm-hmm. to react to it in this way. Um, no one can make you do anything. Uh, um, you know, you got a gun to your head and maybe, but based on what they say and what they do, the choices is solely up to you what you choose to do. And the, like what you just said. That would be a nice little line right there in one of your spoken words. I don't even know what I said. Well, thank God it's being recorded. <laughs> but really, think about it. It's <laughs> what you choose to do is solely in your hands. and A if reflection I respect, of you. Exactly. If I respect myself, then regardless of how you treat me, there's a, there's certain things I will, those boundaries you talked about, there's certain things I will and will not do. Well, his behavior made me no. His behavior was annoying, frustrating, aggravating, angering. But what I choose to do in response to his behavior is solely my responsibility. Exactly. Well, in terms of helping people figure out how to think about interactions, uh, there, you and I understand um, dialectical behavior therapy, which was created by Marsha Linehan. Um, if you type in D, B, D as in dog, B as in behavior, T as in therapy, DBT. And there's, there's a, a lesson that she talks about interpersonal effectiveness, being effective with other people when you're relating to them. And think about, so I love how she breaks down the interaction. One is In this interaction that I'm going to have or that I'm having right now, how do I, what is my need? What do I need from this conversation? Do I need a raise? Do I need to fire someone? Do I need to ask my mom for more money? I mean, what is it that I need? Number two, how do I want to feel about myself when this interaction is over? And then number three, how do I want that other person to think and feel about me And about this relationship, is it worth resolving? Is it worth keeping? And I want to to let people know, especially as Christians, there are there are people in the world who are toxic and we don't need to have a relationship with them. I will cut out toxic friends in my life. I'm at this point in my life where I believe that people need to add to and not pull away from. And so I that's one of the questions that I ask. Is this person adding to my life? Or are they causing more problems? Are they causing more drama? Are they pulling me down? Are they pulling me away from where I want to be? Right. And 
So those are those are a lot of things that I think we need to think about relationally. So it's okay to cut off a relationship if need be, but it always goes back to being respectful. And are are, are they a bridge or are they a burden? Mm-hmm. Um, a bridge to to sometimes just fun. This every time I get with this person, we have so much fun, you know. Or are they a burden? Do I walk away from this situation and feel drained every time? Uh, and that what you were saying that pulling from, and it's in relationships. Sadly, you cannot choose your family because uh, oftentimes those relationships that affect us the most are those that mean the most to us, and you you can't choose family. Well, I, I want to say something. You said sadly, God created those people to partner together to create you, the unique you, and so. I think that, yes, there are lots of issues and dramas and things in family. Mm-hmm. However, I think that going back to the respect and the acceptance that we're mm-hmm. talking about, Vody Bauckham 10 years ago talked. Um, he's a preacher from California, but he spoke at uh, Buckhead Church. And he said that he spoke at his father's funeral and he didn't have a relationship with his father. His father was not respectful. He was kind of a disgrace to the family. And his wife asked him, Vody, how can you speak at his funeral? You, you didn't even like the man. He said, well, God asked me to, res- to honor him. So I'm going to respect the position. He's my father, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily have to respect the person. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if that, I mean, that's, that's real, it's real deep. And that was like right. blowing my mind because I think that's important, especially when we talk about family, because you're right, we don't choose them. But we can still love them and know, okay, this is this person, this is his position, and I'm going to, this is how I'm going to respond. Right. The point I'm making, like, those family members could be cousins, uh, uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews. Um, The the point I'm making is that we can love and respect. Sometimes we have to recognize that that love and respect needs to be done from a distance. Yes. They don't need to have that intimate connection to us if we're reaching a point where we're understanding that they are toxic. I want to help. I want to be there for them. After a while, you have to recognize, am I setting myself on fire to keep them warm? Well, and here's another another uh, point about that is, am I doing more to help them than they are doing to help themselves? Correct. Who's taking responsibility for them? Is it me? Because it like, am, am I taking more responsibility to it? And, and that's one of the things that I do as a therapist. I'm not going to work any harder in this session with you than you are. Right. You are leading this process. I can't do it for you. You're not here for me to fix you. I, I cannot do that. That is that's between you and God. And so I think taking that and having that as as a boundary is I love boundaries because they're, they're protective and they protect both sides of the fence so that toxic behaviors don't continue. And on the other side of of that, because we're talking about it from one perspective now, I think on the other side, when, what if you are that toxic person? Mm. What if you're the, 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 because we're we're speaking about being affected by toxic people. Um, That respect that we have for others is being able to respect other people's boundaries. Mm-hmm. knowing when we have uh, possibly crossed those lines and being able to to recognize those social cues um, 
to our interaction in relationship to people on our job or family members or um, people we just may have a regular interaction with. Mm-hmm. So that's the question. Right. What but do we do if I, if, what do if I we do? recognize that we might be the toxic person? Um, again, I think uh, I, I, I can identify with this. I am in one side of my family. I am much more emotional than most of the others. And when I react, when I cry, when I get upset, um, some of the other family members look at me like, what's wrong with you? Get over it. And I think part of that is, again, how I see myself in that relationship. Um, am I sensitive to or worried about how you view me or how you feel about me or our relationship? Or, And so... I think toxic people or people, I don't want to call them toxic people. That's kind of negative. But if I feel like I am the toxic person, and sometimes people do feel like that, that they put off, they emanate sort of like Pigpen and the Charlie Brown, like they emanate this and they radiate yuck and that people just want to stay away from them. A lot of the times that comes from, again, how I view myself. What kind of pain is in there? that I don't know about, but I'm still sort of um, trapped by and reactive to. And so people that may not have that comfort level with themselves, lots of times don't have comfort levels with other people. And so they're, they are reactive. They are deflective and, and, and blaming other people. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that they, they can't grow if they're blaming someone else. Right. The show last week, we started this this entire conversation off of self-respect. Mm-hmm. And we said that that was the foundation. Um, and what you're saying now is is how it goes back. It goes back to the relationship that we have with other people has to start with the relationship that we have with ourselves. Right. When you respect yourself, when you understand what you bring to the table, so to say, and you are comfortable with yourself, then what other people do and don't do, like or don't like, think or don't think, isn't as as doesn't have as big of an impact on you because you already are comfortable and secure in who you are. That's understanding your self-respect allows you to respect other people because now you may have a totally different political perspective than I do, which is based on your opinion and your experiences. And that's perfectly fine. But I don't feel threatened by your belief or threatened by your perception because I am comfortable with my own. Right. Whether I agree or disagree, I'm comfortable with me. So we're going to have to take a short break and hear uh, back from our sponsors. Again, if you would like to be a sponsor, if you like the show and you want to be a part of it because we are supported by our sponsors, then uh, give us a call. <laughs> call manafund.org, 770-495-9775, and let us know that you want to be a part And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about how comparison between myself and another person is the thief of joy. NISA is a capital company that helps connect those who are from countries outside of the United States to access funding and legal assistance 
using specific programs that are flexible in order to enhance a project's success. NISA Capital is a global professional services firm that's headquartered in Atlanta and has locations in Miami, India, China, Korea, Vietnam, and Latin America. So, could your nonprofit use $10,000 per month in free Google advertising? Since 2003, Google has donated free advertising to over 20,000 nonprofits in over 50 countries throughout the world. They've helped them raise millions of dollars in cash donations, recruiting and volunteer work, and in raising awareness for their causes. Visit epicgrowth.com, that's E-P-I-C-growth.com, to see if your nonprofit organization is eligible for this $10,000 in free advertising today. Thank you again to our sponsors. We wouldn't be here without you. So I want to bring it back and let's talk a little bit about how comparison is the thief of our joy. Comparing what I have with what you have. And I, what I like to say to my clients is that in comparison, someone always loses. And it's typically the person that is comparing themselves that feels worse and, and they lose. So like if I'm comparing myself to you, Carlos, I'm going to lose. To what you have or who you better you... believe you are. <clears throat> okay. Oh, okay. He didn't really mean that. That's no. just him being snarky. I did y'all. Okay. It's did Sunday, y'all. Carlos. <laughs> Behave. Okay. All right. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? So you have five girls. Yes. Do you see this with any of your children or tell me a little bit about that with your kids? Uh, I, I don't. And I agree first 100% that, um, Comparison is the, the thief of joy, and, and I've experienced that. I think all of us have to some degree at some point in time in our lives. Um, but at the same time, I I know individuals who live by that, and you 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 tell it by their their verbiage when they're talking. Um, mm-hmm. Well, at least I'm this, or at least I don't have that, or at least I and and that's them comparing themselves to other instead of being able to just recognize that your greatness lies with who you are. Period. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you just reminded me of that we were talking about earlier is that I don't know how God does it, but he's pretty, pretty, he's pretty smart. I don't know if you guys know that God's pretty smart, but he has figured out how to make bazillion million people that no, but nobody's the same. Nope. I mean, even twins like that have the exact same DNA. They are so different. And so it's just amazing to me how God can do this. And at the same time, we, we don't recognize it. And so if she has more money or more boyfriends or whatever than I do, then I want to be like her. But, but that's taken away from me because I have a space and a, and a plan and a, and a life that nobody right. else is going to have. And we also totally, in doing that, we totally disregard <clears throat> where she came from, what she's experienced, and what she has and may be currently going through. Um, you talked about twins having, you know, being identical twins, but being two different people. It's, it's funny. My wife and I have five girls, and we feed them the same, live in the same house, and pretty much have raised them the same, but they are five totally different people. 
Uh, and there have been times when I have to remember that what worked here doesn't work here mm-hmm. or what I said here is appropriate. But with, with this one, it, it is not as appropriate. So understanding uh, that and I think in our relationship with other people, you have to remember that and that that's the sensitivity that everyone doesn't have uh, given. But being able to, to be um, and, and I, I don't want to jump the gun, but the scripture that you're going to, to give at the end of, of the uh, show um, about being able to do uh, do to others as you would have them do it to yourself, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's that's the sensitivity that I'm talking about. Not in in the sense of feeling what they feel or or knowing in depth information about their life, but simply from the perspective of what I would desire. Give that same respect to someone else. Right. Would I like for someone whether they quote deserve it or not? Exactly. Is that that's that's not that's not my place. Would I like for someone to cut me off on the road? No, I wouldn't. So why no, would I do? We that can't to really else? talk about what we do in the car, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a whole different off that's, oh, the table. Okay, okay. But, but really, and, and that and that's it. Encompassing everything in our lives, it's <laughs> if we looked at it from that perspective, how would I like to be treated? Right. How would I like for someone to talk to me? How would I like for someone to treat me? Do I want someone to listen to me rather than talk over me? Do I want someone right. to actually take time to understand me? That's right. one of my that's one of my biggest buttons right. is if I'm trying to relate to you or talk with you to be misunderstood, which I understand is not my issue. Like right. I'm trying to put an informa- you know information out there or tell somebody what I think. And if somebody misinterprets that or misunderstands that or won't listen to that, it is so frustrating right. for me. I know I'm telling my stuff. No, that's 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 what we often what we do. We find ourselves in a positions where we're trying to prove a point versus listening to the other person's perception or, or listening to where they are. When you list, actually listen to someone, you may find or or learn that you don't have to prove the point. You, there's nothing for you to prove. Just listen to where they are and validate it. I, I hear you. And and. I also want to say, listen means to hear what they say and not think about what is the next thing. I'm, how am I going to rebuke this? Or exactly. Re- rebuttal this? How do I prove my point, what I'm thinking? Which is you focusing on you. Right. It's really more about listening with an open mind, an open ear, and really trying to hear that person and their story. Because like we've said, their story... Your story, you people out there, is so different from everyone right. else's story out there. Unique. I Ex- love it. Extremely unique. We like snowflakes. Extremely unique. And just because someone else has a different experience or a different perception, that's fine. I think that's, that's one of the, the main core issues I think that we're having right now in our society is that we don't like the fact that other people think different than we do. We don't like that. And I don't get that. We, That's we're so narrow-minded. That. It's so narrow-minded. And again, it's so disrespectful. Like it It's like you don't have a right to be a person. Right. What? Right. But you do. What? But I do. Like, I, I just, it, I, this whole political right. chaos is, it's blowing me away. But the change comes right here in dialogue and conversation. That's where we are now. And that's, that's, I hope more than anything, that's what, our radio listeners are getting out of this right now that this dialogue is necessary. If you have never spent 30 minutes talking to someone honestly and sincerely who think and see things different from you, please try it. 
Go mm-hmm. find someone, and you don't have to look that far. Right. Talk to someone who comes from a totally different background. Some come, someone who comes maybe a different race, maybe a different religion, maybe a, a different you know belief system, a different social economic standing. Period. And listen to them. Right. Not talk to them with the I'm going to convert you or I'm going to make you see my side, but tell me your side. Right. And whether you agree or disagree, it's still their side. And honor it. And honor it exactly. So let's go back into our verse of the week. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Hashtag practice respect. And I've got, I've got a challenge for everyone out there. Do something nice, respectful for someone else. Do something different. Go outside of your comfort zone. I don't mean like go through McDonald's and pay for their meal, which is great. It's nice. What I'm saying is when you were tired and you were lonely and you were hungry and, you know, all of the halt stuff. I want you to step outside of yourself and respect that person. I don't care if they were they are 15 years older than you or 15 years old. I want you to practice respect. One quick thing I want to throw in. Oftentimes we interact with people and they do things that put us off. We ask what's wrong with them. Let's try saying what happened to them. Mm. Looking at it from that perspective really changes your response or, or reaction to what they said or did. Not what's wrong with them, but what happened to them. Love it. Thank you. Bye.